Hi everybody, and thank you for joining us in our ninth episode. We're determined to talk about all the subjects you can find valuable to improve your life, find your passion and create a lifestyle you will enjoy the most. Today, we want to discuss what opportunities there are for anybody interested in working in a plant-based industry and how to use those opportunities today. Enjoy the show! A lot of us who decided to go vegan uh, ended up choosing a career that supports and promotes this lifestyle, me included. I remember six years ago when I decided to turn vegan, I wanted to learn all about it. And I did it by volunteering in a raw food restaurants and then working in some other restaurants, including owning a vegan cafe with my friends. Now, managing a cafe, I have to say, is definitely more challenging than what it seems. Uh, today, a lot of our students that come to our school have a similar kind of desire. Opening a cafe is kind of a safe place where they can easily be who they are and offer others the same. In this way, they want to help save animals, they want to help the environment, they want to promote this lifestyle. Chris, what do you think about the idea of opening a plant-based cafe? I know you helped a lot of people open their own uh, and you even managed uh, one vegan cafe in Greece. Is it worthwhile and what are the main obstacles here? Well, I would like to start uh, by talking about sustainability because here we are talking about sustainable in the sense of a lifestyle, meaning not only uh, the income generated, or the profits, if there is any, but more in terms of something where, indeed, if uh, your point of entry is to be passionate and to be um, like willing to share something, you want to preferably to do it in a kind of atmosphere and environment where, indeed, you enjoy as well. And that's where I think there is a bit of a misconception or perception regarding um, the business of a cafe or a small restaurant in the sense that it's a lot of work, uh, long hours, and you hardly make any profit as we explain in the business coaching about the food costing uh, very clearly. Um, when you have uh, such a low profit activity, it means that in order to generate enough income, you have to go for quantities, which doesn't always um, pair that well with quality. So you are kind of trapped uh, very quickly in something where the most stressed is about paying uh, your rent, paying uh, your team, and uh, managing the food cost and the logistic aspect of operating uh, a place open to public. So we are in a way on a day-to-day -day far from the um, idyllic vision of, oh, I open a place, it's a way to share, it's a way to open people to what could be plant-based or um, it's a way to, um, you know, uh, leave uh, my patient because basically 90, let's say 92% of what you are going to do has basically nothing to do 
uh, too much with uh, plant-based and is way more on managing a place, uh, managing your cost uh, and uh, the team and all this. So <clears throat> one, um, I, I would say one, one aspect about this one is that yes, this is the obvious uh, business model. Uh, and I think because it's ubiquitous, we have cafes all over the place, so we are used to them. So we think, oh, and this is a job also that are no uh, require no uh, is not regulated in the sense that you don't need a specific diploma for it. So we get the idea that anyone can do it, and the fact that a lot of people can do it doesn't mean that first they would be good at it, or that it's a good idea for everyone. So here we are more into ponderation and to say, guys, before wanted to open yet another vegan cafe, maybe, maybe, <laughs> there is um, the opportunity <clears throat> to think about something else, to think about something that will be more aligned with the lifestyle that you aspire, uh, that uh, things that uh, would actually help you uh, to share in better ways. And so uh, it's not to say don't open a cafe, but just look and realize that there are other alternatives, there are other type of project, there are other type of business model, and also not even in business, there are other ways actually to live uh, and to share something that you are passionate about, then opening a cafe about it. There are more and more chefs who are going plant-based, but even more people who started applying plant-based lifestyle and after decided to become chefs. What are other possibilities for someone today except opening a restaurant or a cafe? Okay, so yes, um, let's imagine that you are a chef, meaning that you have uh, some kind of experience uh, as a cook, professional experience. You want to go to the next level. We have seen that maybe um, the opening a, a cafe or small restaurant is not your best uh, shot, especially at first. So let's look at uh, other possibilities. One thing, very simple, could be uh, to do catering and for plant-based to do niche catering. By catering we mean uh, serving and preparing and uh, delivering food for events, corporate or like VIP clients where basically you know in advance the quantity that you have to prepare. Normally you agree upon a menu or something and uh, you will pay a deposit before that helps you to buy the quantities and buy your ingredients. So it's a way less risky business. It's a way to actually connect with people and to build relation uh, in time. And that way, this is a very simple uh, business model where it's actually cash flow positive, meaning you get the money before spending it. So that's one option. A uh, close option to that could be the personal or uh, also uh, similar private chef. 
I would differentiate. So let's say a personal chef for me, someone that would live uh, with a family or with someone and, and uh, basically uh, will cook for the person, mostly uh, during holidays or, for example, if you are on a yacht and then you are doing uh, the special meals and um, prep for um, special dinner events, things like this. Private chef would be more someone to advise and then to prep or to deliver, but that would not necessarily work on site. But it's a slight difference and depending on the countries, the perception is different. But you understand that in this case, basically, you do a kind of one-to-one -one, uh, service where you, you really do something to answer a very specific demand of people that uh, they want to follow a certain diet, they want to be healthy, they don't have the time to care for, to prepare for food, or they have uh, social life uh, kind of uh, intense and then uh, they want to um, cook uh, and to have uh, things uh, for special dinner. Another option uh, could be that uh, in your niche, you have something uh, like a signature, very interesting from you, where you, you feel at ease uh, to uh, communicate about it. So you can maybe write cookbooks, uh, do podcasts, uh, YouTube, you name it. I would take a very simple example. I came to the plant-based cuisine by the healthy uh, aspect of it, and especially for endurance uh, running. And I actually uh, did a book. I start with a blog and then that uh, evolved to a book published in France called Endurance Secrets. And so that book was really recipe <coughs> for before, during, and after workout and exercising. And <coughs> actually, the, this book and the research I did after is kind of the inception of our class of pure energy. One also aspect that a chef can do, depending on the chef, you can work in a resort, uh, like boutique resorts, where uh, they do a cater special meal for special clients. You can be chef on a retreat, yoga retreat, things like this. You can, you can be, if you are a, a truly a specialist of plant-based cuisine, uh, work as a consultant to develop the menu for a place, for an organization. Uh, you can do, like we do, uh, you can be instructor, whether in a cooking school or in a cooking studio, or to do simply demo, workshop, uh, things like this. And finally, also, if you're really into wellness and that you want to share beyond the recipe, you can also do some uh, coaching, uh, which is close to instruction, but again, more into um, guiding uh, uh, people. So as you can see, there are a lot of things when you really master your craft uh, that you can do um, beside uh, opening a cafe. We talked in a previous episode about companies that became really big by producing meat and dairy alternatives. Are food startups the next big opportunity in business? Well, again, <clears throat> if we come back to sustainability, um, a great uh, entrepreneur or an uh, interesting uh, company project can be a small scale and doesn't actually need to scale up 
Sometimes you just want to have a business that you love, that uh, works well uh, with your lifestyle, the, ones, uh, the, the life that you want to have, and that is just uh, something that will help you uh, to achieve that. And uh, so you can grow a sustainable project without uh, having to make it into a startup or something that will actually uh, grow almost indefinitely or something where you want to reach a kind of monopoly position. So let's look more about uh, independent business owned by a small number of persons, if not one, and where you can define that enough is when uh, everybody uh, you has enough, meaning that you can pay everybody, there is some profit that can be reinvested, and the project is evolving, but as a pace that uh, basically uh, allowed everyone to evolve uh, with the project. So it could be um, niche hospitality. By niche, I would mean that uh, plant-based. I think in the future we will see more and more um, bed and breakfast uh, being plant-based, hotel, um, small uh, boutique resort, retreat center. Um, so I think there is part of the um, hospitality that uh, will uh, differentiate and specialize uh, to better serve the needs of people having a plant-based lifestyle. And so I think that uh, could be an interesting thing for people that uh, wants to um, to look uh, for those kind of opportunity. Uh, yes, a food startup, um, it's a good idea as well. The only thing to, to see there is that you are not about the craft, but building a system, finding monies. So it's more like really being an entrepreneur. So yes, if you are an entrepreneur who happens to be plant-based, then it's a good option. I wouldn't necessarily advise to someone passionate about plant-based, but who is not really an entrepreneur to go in those kind of endeavor because they are kind of risky. Uh, it's capital intensive and it's something that uh, you really need to feel the grit and the true motivation uh, to uh, go in those kind of risky business. Uh, sometimes you can actually advise people doing those kind of risky business, meaning as a consultant, you may be uh, able to help investors or venture capitalists in order to select projects. Uh, it's something that actually I tend to like to do, like to do audit and to be able to evaluate uh, a team, a project, and, um, and so to help investors uh, in their process of uh, guiding maybe a company that they want to invest in or even to just simply uh, select uh, one business. What other career choices could you recommend here that are not necessarily food-related, but still promote plant-based way of living? We clearly live in a world of uh, communication and a kind of battle, constant battle for attention. So I think that um, media agency, um, branding, PR, marketing, uh, some will clearly to differentiate also uh, 
kind of specialize in a plant-based niche and by better understanding the audience by better understanding their clients as well they will be able to offer a better service so i think this is something that um, in the media first the agency also now um, you have community manager if you are managing a community of plant-based uh, and vegan people you need to understand so i think this uh, is something uh, a potential um, business i think uh, producing content publishing or editing content uh, dedicated again to that niche is something um, that uh, can be interesting uh, work and i think also what we see um, would be what's called the influencers you see that i slow down when i talk about it and i don't uh, want to emphasize too much because i'm not exactly sure if it's the best of the social media meaning that part of the influencer for me um, is kind of stereotype of uh, someone basically doing advertising and um, so and faking mostly so i'm not sure if it's really uh, the best uh, path possible but of course if you are truly in something that again you are specialized you love you love something or you want to share something about and then you happen to have partners that are company in the same uh, kind of field and they want to help you or support you then i mean if you believe really in what you do and you deliver a real content why not and then maybe you will become actually what i would call a, a real influencer where basically you you are more like an ambassador and you are more into genuinely sharing something that you are truly interested and passionate about meaning that you wouldn't talk about something that you don't truly <coughs> you would not truly believe in so because i think people are not completely stupid and i think on the social media uh, we see things uh, more and more and, and, and in the sense that if it's obvious if you are just endorsing I don't know that tea or essential oil or uh, that uh, spirulina powder or magic protein powder or I don't know what of course people are not completely stupid and uh, your influence will uh, fall uh, short which actually for me uh, makes sense uh, on the other um, point Again, if you are truly uh, bringing uh, value and sharing something that can help people, why not? I like that idea. I mean, social media has become so strong today in spreading the word and inspiring people through content, especially for the vegan movement uh, we can see in the last uh, few years. Uh, I mean, in a way, people are influencing each other with their decisions, actions, and new ways of living. So communication is definitely a card to play on. So we are still on an emerging lifestyle. And as I said, plant-based ill is and will most likely remain uh, a niche. <clears throat> so in all the content and the communication, it's still very important uh, to share things, to communicate, to facilitate uh, the life of people. 
So uh, I think there is a, a lot of opportunity there as a speaker, advocate, uh, to do talks, motivational speech, training, but also simple things like uh, tour guide. I mean, you go in Paris and you want to uh, do a small tour of the best uh, plant-based um, restaurants or cafe. Uh, a journalist can be uh, specialized in plant-based cuisine uh, or in the business related to plant-based. You see a platform like uh, Live Kindly that are very uh, clearly in the sense of influencers, meaning they really uh, help the movement to be aware of what's happening and to share a positive uh, and motivational information. So I think that in, um, there is uh, today something important where um, sharing is caring. <laughs> and so one simple way to do it indeed is that if you are truly passionate about something, if you walk the talk in the sense that it is indeed your lifestyle, uh, that could be potentially interesting to share uh, your experiences, to document your learning journey, to document research that you did because uh, the information was not available at the time you were looking for it. And so there are a lot of things where by just uh, the value that you can bring to your niche, and I would say in parentheses to your tribe, meaning people like you, um, they tend to do things that are similar or being interested by similar things that you are. So yes, maybe sharing uh, kindly and uh, openly the struggle you go through or the interesting thing that you see um, can be positive and can be actually something that uh, can be really uh, as a true um, a potential. For example, you have seen in the recent years the impact that some documentary, like What the Elf, um, had on people. So these documentaries are actually um, really powerful for people to sometimes be aware of what's happening or just sometimes go through their personal uh, learning journey. So I think all those aspects are super important. So yes, today communication is key. And so if you can contribute to that, if you have a touch, if you have, again, a signature, something fun, something different, a different approach, perspective, I think you should definitely uh, look at ways to share it.